This is the happy hour. You guys want a happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into the happy hour here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. I am Rico. I am joined by one of my favorite co-hosts, Jake Bakovin from the Ticket Water Cooler. No Ticket Water Cooler today as we are following up Adam Carricker and Jeff Turn as they had their Big Ten show. With uh, uh, it's a lot of Big Ten news talking about uh, who they believe might win the Big Ten next season. I think I think they were going with the uh, favorites, except for Carriker. He decided to flip the script, go with Penn State. Um, but you know they they were doing their thing there. And another one of my favorites, even though he's not a co-host of mine, Austin Norman. I mean, I feel like this week I am a co-host of yours. I mean, you practically are <laughs> i've hosted more than nick has co-hosted more than nick has this week that is true that is 100 percent true and again for anybody wondering uh nick is not sick none of that he is out on a boat he's on a boat kansas a... i think it's kansas could be missouri yeah. he's in a different state he graduated yeah he graduate he technically graduates tomorrow oh he didn't graduate no not yet not yet technically graduates tomorrow um. So congratulations to him. So he's on a boat all weekend, uh, doing his thing, catching fish or taking fish from his friends or his family, and saying that he caught those fish and taking pictures. But whatever. Uh, I have gone on long enough. I am going to say a couple more things. <laughs> Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Join us on there. You can check out our beautiful faces or on Allo channel 951, and you can get in contact with the show 402-464-5685. And I would really appreciate it if you did because we have. A little bit of important news to share, uh, a little bit of quarterback news uh, in terms of the state of Nebraska, not really the University of Nebraska, although it might be. Daniel Kalen, Bellevue West quarterback, three-star in the 2024 class, has decommitted from the University of Missouri. What does it mean? It means Dylan Raiola is not transferring to Nebraska. (laughs) <laughs> oh, does it? That's what it means. <laughs> uh, it, it is. I mean, it's huge news. Uh, you got to believe uh, for Nebraska, and you wonder if they, you know, how much they're behind this. That's the immediate thought. And in, in Austin, you kind of brought it up right away during the break. Was like, okay, does this necessarily mean Nebraska is the reason why? Uh, and and maybe not. I mean, North Carolina was pretty high on him. He had them in his final. I think Miami had in his final uh, five that he picked from. And Nebraska was not amongst that. But again, again, all of that was with the the backdrop of Dylan Ryle and Nebraska going hard after him. Um, it's it's fascinating. I mean, obviously. You want to you want to protect the borders. You want to you want to get the in-state kids. Um, but I mean, he particularly comes with a group of pretty impressive players over there at Bellevue West. And you know, there's a certain time. I mean, heck, two weeks ago you might have said, um, I don't know if they're going to get any of the Bellevue West kids with this kind of news. And and hopefully it does lead something to Nebraska. You might say, well, they can get they can get, grab a grand all of them. Nebraska seems like the most likely option here. I think it has to. But again, I 
don't want to get my hopes too far up just in case it doesn't mean that. Because again, in-state kid, Nebraska, you know, did recruit him, was on him, went after him. And I hope that his relationship with, you know, McMorris and Hall, the two Bellevue West wide receivers, is solid. Because if Nebraska gets the commitment from Kalen, I would hope those other two would follow. But again, not everything's a shoe-in. Not everything is necessarily, oh, Nebraska's back and we're here to stay, you know, Bo Pelini post-Arizona. So it's it's a good sign, I think, for Nebraska. I think that we're, we're one step closer to answering the 25 and 26 quarterback question now. But again, sign sealed delivered, please, <laughs> if possible. <laughs> to me... There and, and you know if you go through his twenty four seven you know recruiting profile, he has interest from obviously Missouri, Arizona State, Colorado. I'm only going to read the places that have offered him a scholarship according to twenty four seven sports: Colorado, Duke, Florida State, Kansas, Kansas State, Miami, Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska. Oh my gosh, there's a lot. Maybe I should stop. Right. Okay, <laughs> no, we're good. Uh, Rutgers, Vanderbilt, Virginia. Those are the schools that have offered him a scholarship. Schools that have shown interest after that: Iowa, Iowa State, Notre Dame. Uh, Ole Miss, Wisconsin. Um, but out of those schools that have offered him a scholarship, to me, the only reason he would decommit at this time would be because Nebraska missed out on the commitment of Dylan Raiola. They shifted their priority, shifted their focus onto Danny Kalen, and I, I, I don't really know what they told him or, or what I, – I don't want to say promises, but what they told him to – get him to decommit from a place where I did not think he was leaving based on the tweets and everything that he'd been posting about Missouri. The fact that he'd gone on another visit down there um, and talking about this is home and everything uh, a couple weeks ago, I I didn't think he was decommitting from Missouri at all. Didn't think there was a chance in heck that Nebraska would get him to decommit. Uh, And again, not saying Nebraska got him to, but in my eyes, that's the only school that makes sense for him to decommit from Missouri at this time. If it's Nebraska, this decision to me comes because Daniel Kalen wanted to go here all along. That's what makes sense to me. Because I think, you know, as the the competitor in him would say, yeah, I'm just as good as Dylan Royal. I can be just as good as him. I might even be better. But I think if you look at the ratings, you, you watch any film, you understand the human part of you, you know, why Nebraska would go after this other kid. But if you're willing to decommit from Missouri, that tells me, number one, that you wanted to come back home all along. And I don't think you're coming back now just because you'll feel like a priority all of a sudden. To me, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Matt Rule and the staff did a good job of making Daniel Kalen feel like as much of a priority as they could have given the circumstance. If they just treated him like some other quarterback from out of state, talked to him here and there, not kept in contact, let him go, whatever, he probably doesn't decommit. He probably stays with Missouri. But to me, the fact that he's still you know decommitting from Missouri and again, we've seen crystal balls in favor of Nebraska already, mm-hmm. you know, just a few minutes in from the decommitment. That, to me, reading between the lines, says the coaching staff did a good job of staying on him and making that relationship feel strong and genuine, even though they were targeting someone else as well. Well, it's interesting, too, because I think that, you know, I've I've kind of battled with the, the idea when you're Matt Rule, you step in, you've got a great class all of a sudden in 2023 and 2024, uh, but particularly for this 2024 class, it's like, okay, well, you know, but he didn't have a whole lot of time to develop relationships with them. And so, you know, you kind of give the, the new staff a pass and there's nothing you really do, but just in your head, give them a pass on maybe missing out on some of the top talent in the state. Um 
like you said, whatever delicate balance that he was able to do, because we talked about it, it's it's not a secret. Um, it it it's it's basically brought up and in, in brought up on the text line every time you talk about it is like, how do you make Daniel Kalen feel wanted when he's obviously not the number one option, and whatever they did, uh, you know, and 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 however they've done it, uh, has has been you know incredible. I almost like I just kind of written Kalen off the board just because of how yeah. much he's been peer recruiting at Missouri. You can see it on his Twitter. He's always talking about come home uh, to some of the the players and and you know have a little join tiger the, emoji join or the zoo or whatever they yeah. call it. I mean, so I mean he and you know that's good too. I mean, if Nebraska does get him. Uh, you know, some quarterbacks uh, are kind of, you know, like maybe full of themselves, whatever, or just not necessarily a peer recruiter. Um, he could be a guy that if they do bring him in, um, like we said, not only could bring in the Bellevue West receivers, which naturally might want to play with him at the next level, um, but start to get some of those other guys like Williams Nwarney. That's a guy that had an interest in Nebraska and Missouri. And mm-hmm. uh, and he's been, you know, he kind of tweeted when, when Williams Nwarney kind of talked about potentially visiting Missouri. So, um, I mean, this is this could be huge again. Like Austin says, you don't want to get too too excited about it. But at the same time, you know what? It's May. We don't have football for a few months. So, you know, it's something. We're <laughs> so going to go talk about let's it. Let's get excited anyway. We're going to talk about it. And the, the, the big thing you talk about peer recruiting, although he's not of the same caliber as Dylan Raiola, he's still a very – it, it not highly ranked, but but his skill set fits really well uh, for a lot of other players. Just you, you see the numbers that he puts up at Bellevue West. You see the athletes that he plays with, and, and how he makes them look good. You know, at Davon Hall and Isaiah McMorris, how they're you know highly rated as well. That makes people want to play with you, and just getting a quarterback really in whatever type of recruiting class really helps to peer recruit. I understand that there are other positions that can, or there, everybody can peer recruit. Everybody can do that. But just knowing that you'll have, like, this is going to be your quarterback. This is the guy that you're coming in with. And when he starts to play, you start to play. You guys can, you guys are meshing and you have all that going together for you. And you can just see, like, this is going to be the future of this program and I'm going to be with him. I think that really helps Nebraska and should help Nebraska going forward uh, building their 2024 classes. Just having, again, we're, we're just, you know, guessing uh, since he decommitted. Again, if you hadn't heard, Daniel Kalen, the Bellevue West quarterback, 2020, class of 2024, three-star quarterback, decommits from Missouri. And we're just saying that he's going to go to Nebraska. Again, we don't know. We're just guessing. He could go somewhere else. Um, but if Nebraska were to get him, I think that that would really – enhance their chances of getting some of those other um, high-level players just just for the fact of having a quarterback in your class. Well, the other interesting note for him, too, is he is a pro-style quarterback. Um, and Nebraska, obviously, this last you know spring when, when they made the – I don't want to say the cuts, but when, when they went from <laughs> six quarterbacks to three, um, you know, more the pro, the pocket types uh, left campus and, and you're left with three dual-threat quarterbacks. And, mm-hmm. and, again, with any with – any, athlete it's kind of hard to tell i you know some guys are are stone feet they you know they're not going to move around in the pocket um some guys can kind of move despite being labeled pro style quarterback so um i don't know how much of that you know it kind of factors in but i think it's kind of interesting kamari mcclellan the other quarterback that they had um kind of circled and kind of looked at and is i think still planning on visiting in early june um and haven't offered quite yet also pro style quarterback so this whole i mean there's somewhat of a narrative um, going forward that they're only going to be getting a running quarterback and what would they do if Dylan committed or whatever. Um, but I think they're definitely looking for a quarterback first, more so than an athlete. 
And I think the the running quarterback narrative has been out there because that's what they've said, but that's also what they have on the roster. Right. You know, I think this is a coaching staff that when it came in said, we will take a look at guys, see where they fit best, see how we can best use them. And I think when Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield sat down and looked at that quarterback room, they saw a lot of athletes, a lot of guys that can move. It's like, okay, we're going to use the quarterback run game. Mm-hmm. Again, think about how they've described Jeff Sims. He's not a running back that can throw. He's a passer that can also run. You know, they bring that up about Jeff Sims when we're all talking about the run game. Like, yeah, we'll use it, but we want to develop him as a passer first. So my guess is they aren't fully bought into a running quarterback scheme long term. If they find the best guy out there for them is a running quarterback, they'll work it in. But I still think this is going to be a, you know, more pro style first where the legs are secondary used, but not focused on. Going on, on again, going on Daniel Kalen's 24-7 sports profile, Alan True, national recruiting analyst, wrote this about about Daniel Kalen's uh, athletic ability. Um, first off, he uh, his projection is a Power 5 starter, and his comparison, ready for this? Mm-hmm. And don't take these like too Trevor seriously. Trevor Lawrence. No. <laughs> Andrew Luck. Joe Burrow. <laughs> you got another one? Uh, James Winston. You guys are going way too. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, hey. Connor Cook. <laughs> I would accept Kirk Cousins. Derek Carr. You're, yeah. Okay, whatever. Uh, Alan True writes, National Recruiting Analyst, analyst Alan True, uh, back in March, uh, smart, accurate passer who had his first year as a full-time starter as a junior and was very productive. Took good care of the ball with an over 5-to-1 TD-to-interception ratio. Shows the ability to anticipate and throw into windows and throw his receivers open. Solid to good arm strength. Very effective as an intermediate passer, throws it well enough down the field to keep defenses honest, but would not be currently classified as elite in velocity category. The same with his athleticism. He can move in the pocket and does a nice job of throwing on the run, even when his it is back across his body. Can run when needed, but is not a true running threat. So I think that kind of goes along what you were saying, Austin, where they'll use the quarterback run game when they need to, but in terms of using it as their main source of offense, that's that's... Going forward, that's not really what they're trying to do. Kirk Cousins is an interesting comp. I had to look up his his stats. He threw for 9,000 yards in college, 64% completion rate, 66 touchdowns to 30 interceptions, uh, 146 QBR. Fine, solid, pretty Mm -hmm. good. Michigan State had some success. What if we go Brock Purdy? Mm. Not just because, you know, Mr. Relvin and everything did with the Niners. Brock Purdy. His brother is here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Brock Purdy in college. Threw for 12,000 yards, 67.7% completion, 81 touchdowns, 33 picks. Well, then. I take that. I sign up for that. Yeah, it never threw double that. digit picks in a season, Brock didn't. So. That would be a nice yeah. change of pace. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> he did throw three against Iowa in one game, but. Uh, well, that's an I elite defense. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. That's that you face one. every year yeah. in the Big Ten is the <laughs> yeah, problem. You're right. You're right. So, Daniel Kalen, again, he started his first year as a junior. So, his first year starting as a, as a true starter. Was last was this last season, where he got up to a three star and and with all these power five offers, he passed for three thousand one hundred eighty six yards and thirty six touchdowns to only seven interceptions, this last season for Bellevue West, and like Box said, he's got a, a duo of teammates who would be, who Nebraska really wants to have here, in uh in uh Isaiah McMorris and uh, Davon Hall, two very athletic, very talented wide receivers. Um, I think Davon Hall took third in the high jump this year at state track, jumping over six feet, six inches, or jumping right at six feet, six inches. So um, you you get somebody like that, Isaiah McMorris, who is a three-time back-to-back-to-back state basketball champion. 
he wasn't, you know, a star on any of those teams, but he was there and he did play a vital role this last season for Bellevue West. His first two seasons, he was uh, at, at Millard North and won there. Um, so you get two guys who are supremely athletic. If possibly you can get Daniel Kalen, I'm not saying that if you get him, you get them. But there is a connection there where you, you keep the teammates together. You keep the wide receivers catching passes from the same quarterback through high school. I mean, that that would make you feel a lot better about landing those two talented wide receivers out of the state of Nebraska. Again, you, you start, if you're in Nebraska, with Daniel Kalen. Get him in the fold, get a quarterback in the class, an in-state guy that might have some untapped potential. Then, once you get him signed, you tell him to throw the ball to those two all year. Go back on everything your coaches tell you to do. Just get the ball to those two guys. Make them happy. That's it. Pump up their egos. Bring them to Lincoln with you. Well, I think the uh, the way that they've kept in contact with, you know, obviously kept in contact with Daniel Kalen more than likely, but the way that they've kept pushing things with Davon Hall and with Isaiah McMorris and the fact that I think Isaiah is coming for another visit here shortly. However, Davon hasn't. We, we talked to Brian Munson uh, the other day, and I think he said Davon hasn't visited Nebraska in quite some time. Um, I'm hoping, I'm thinking that might change now with the decommitment of Daniel Kalen and the fact that they're still in conversations with those two wide receivers and getting Isaiah to come back for another visit after he had gone out to USC for a visit, and that's a that's a big visit to follow oh, up. Yeah. Um, that should also help, and I know you say focus on Daniel Kalen. Obviously, you should do that. But I believe that the the contact that you've kept with the wide receivers and the way that you've built those relationships up with your new wide receivers coach might actually help going into getting Daniel Kalen because you get those wide receivers possibly. You get those guys, they talk the quarterback into following them or vice versa. Well, and Sean Callahan was on early break yesterday too, and or two days ago now, um, and was kind of saying, you know, with with Hall and McMorris that you know it seemed a couple weeks ago that they were you know kind of fading, but he gave credit to Garrett McGuire for uh, getting Nebraska back in the mix of things and says they're squarely in the picture for him. So now um, you look at McMorris again, just following what Callahan said there, um, you know, South uh, Southern Cal, like you said too, Rico, um, probably the team to beat there is the offer committable. You know, that that's one thing to kind of look at uh Davon Hall maybe you know Galan said maybe Arkansas team to look out for there so I mean it, it is this the, the level of the talent in the state it you know it, it's no longer beating out Kansas and Kansas State uh in Missouri in this case mm-hmm. uh which you know it can still be at times but you look at the you know McMorris and uh like a Carter Nelson if they were able to get the top five guys in the state, which, you know, I would say Carter Nelson, Hall, McMorris, Kalen, um, they already have Ashton Murphy. I mean, you can, you can argue at number five or whatever, but um, if, if they can get, you know, that, how much would that do? Not just with the connection with this Bellevue West, the lost connection to Omaha, maybe it's more <laughs> prominent in basketball than it is in football, but it would be huge in that, in that topic. Um, but I mean, it's, it's the whole fading of the program that we've been talking about is, um, you know, these kids, they didn't grow up with Nebraska being great. In fact, you think about when they started paying attention to football is probably slightly after Indomitian Sue was here. So, I mean, they probably didn't even, yeah. uh, you know, get a live out and I don't want to speak for them. It depends on when you're kind of your football fandom starts, but you know, you're in that kind of territory. So uh, it, it's not the same where it used to be where, you know, if you're committing to Nebraska, you're committing to one of the top programs in the nation. So to get these guys and it wouldn't just be, Hey, it's the top five guys in the state. It'd be, you know, these are legit, national prospects not mm-hmm. just you know a couple local teams want want to take a look at them breaking I, news on the isaiah mcmorris front he tweets two eyes emojis yay yep. quote tweeted the uh the uh uh decommitment from daniel Kane with two eye emojis 
You see another quote tweet on that one? Jalen Lloyd. GBR. Okay. 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 The uh, track, track star and Husker football slash track uh, signee Jalen Lloyd. Uh, fresh off of a double dip of championships at the state track meet of long jump and triple jump. And I believe a second place finish in the hundred. Um tweeting GBR at the Missouri decommitment of Daniel Kalen and getting, so you were talking about getting the top five guys in the state. It's kind of like that 2018 class where Scott Frost came in, re-recruited some of the guys after Mike Riley got fired, got Cam Jurgens. Um, I see I have to go through here real, real quick to, just to make sure I get everybody uh, correct. Give me one second while I, this is, this don't miss is, anyone. Don't be disrespectful. I don't want to. <laughs> was it that 28? I thought it was that 2018 class could have been 2019 where it was, Cam Jurgens, um, um, the two players out of Burke. Uh, I don't know why I'm missing out on these names right well, now. Well, Henrich was from Burke Henrich, and uh, Hickman. Henrich and Hickman, who were both nationally recruited, and um, there was another one. Oh, Garrett yeah. Nelson. Yeah, yeah. So it was like that that class. Although it doesn't look like they were in the 2018 class, they might have been in the 2019 Garrett's class. Snodgrass. Yeah, yeah, Garrett Snodgrass. You know, all those guys just yeah. getting those top guys out of the state of Nebraska. I think it was 2018, 2019 class, both of those. Um, but Cam Jurgens was in that 2018 class, being recruited highly, a four-star tight end, the 193rd prospect in the nation, uh, number seven tight end in in uh, or number seven tight end in the nation. Um, and re-recruiting him after Mike Riley got fired and get, being able to keep him and then obviously switching him to center, that was a big get. And that's kind of like what you're talking about is keeping the top guys in the state. And uh, it, it hopefully looks like that might be what Matt Rule and company are trying to do with Daniel Kalen's decommitment from Missouri. Oh, sorry. So many words. <laughs> so many words. But that's, it's a big deal. It is. It is. Uh, in case anybody missed it, as I just said, Daniel Kalen, Bellevue West quarterback, three-star quarterback in the class of 2024, decommits from Missouri, this coming on the heels of Dylan Riola's commitment to Georgia, Nebraska having to switch things up uh, in their quarterback search front for the class of 2024, a guy that I personally thought was probably ungettable for Nebraska after his commitment to Missouri and the peer recruiting and the tweeting that he had been doing about the Missouri Tigers decommits and Nebraska's right back in it. What it tells me is that you and Strick don't value Bellevue West enough to continually talk to this man. <laughs> if you were true alums, you, you pump up the University of Nebraska system. I know I know you were at Kearney. I get that, but still the Nebraska system. Strick went from Bellevue West down to Lincoln. If you were true Thunderbirds, you would have been in contact with him the whole time. I don't know the guy. That's the problem. That's the problem. That, You're not I, dedicated enough. No, I, that's, that's the entire problem. I'm surprised Strick doesn't know him. Strick might. He probably does. Strick knows yeah. everybody. Strick does yeah. know everybody. That is true. But that's going to do it for our first segment. A little, little curveball thrown at us right before the show started. Uh, when we come back, maybe we'll spend a little bit more time on this. Maybe we can get some uh, some, some, some help from the text line if anybody wants to text in their thoughts on the Daniel Kalen decommitment from Missouri, 402-464-5685. We'll spend a little bit more time on that and the, the recruiting uh, possibilities for Nebraska football this upcoming recruiting cycle and uh maybe we'll hit on a little bit of nba as the lakers go down 2-0 to the denver nuggets head back to la for game three how important is this game three for la obviously you don't want to go down 3-0 but but how much closer can they get unless jamal murray has another crazy fourth quarter up next on the happy hour
Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.